Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. I am back with another guest episode for you. This is where I was interviewed as a guest on another podcast. And this is a really fantastic podcast called Sustaining Creativity by Mary Reisberg. And um, it's a really great podcast where she talks to creatives of all different types. And um, we had a fantastic conversation um, about creativity and um, inspiration. And this is just like a very high vibe conversation that I think is really going to be inspiring to you. Um, Yeah, I I really loved talking to her. And um, we talked about movement, as well as what creativity is, how to like, um, access your creativity. So um, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. So she actually gave me permission to share it on my podcast here. So I know that you're going to love it. And um, if you want to listen to more episodes on sustaining creativity, I am going to link that in the show notes so you can check that out as well. So here you go. Without further ado, enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be chatting with people from different ages, backgrounds, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Jessica Libor, artist, artist coach, gallery owner, and curator. Please enjoy Jessica Libor. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I am here with Jessica Libor. She is an artist, artist coach, gallery owner, and curator. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Mari. You are so welcome. And I am so excited to chat with you about (laughs) creativity. But before we get there, if you would take a couple of minutes and let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, it would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, so I'm so excited to be here. So I knew I was going to be an artist. It was my earliest memory. And so I've just always kind of known I wanted to be an artist. And that's taken a couple of different forms throughout my life. 
Um, at first, I wanted to be uh, a children's book illustrator, kind of like um, Tasha Tudor or uh, Beatrix Potter. That's my first inspiration, uh -huh. um, you know, as a child. But then I discovered the illustrations of um, uh, N.C. Wyeth and the whole Wyeth family. Uh, the Brandywine Museum is right around the corner from me um, in Pennsylvania. So I, I kind of grew up in that area. And so I was very passionate about those amazing works. And that kind of was like a different direction than the Beatrix Potter influence. Uh -huh. So it got me interested in oil painting and constructing multi-figure uh, paintings and the gallery world. So it kind of opened my eyes to that in high school. And then I definitely wanted to go through that in college. Um, so I, I have my master's degree in painting from the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. Mm -hmm. I've also spent some time training at the Florence Academy of Art in Italy mm -hmm. and the Grand Central Atelier in, um, in New York. So I'm very classically trained, um, but I try to also incorporate some um, like more modern colors and more fantasy element to my work as well. Mm -hmm. And I paint right now about the feminine experience and also like um, how that relates to nature because mm -hmm. there's um, people think of nature as like mother earth as like a very feminine thing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my paintings have um, female figures interwoven with nature. So that is a big part of it, as well as um, the influence of fairy tales. I love fairy tales because of their historical context and because of the deeper issues that they actually touch on mm -hmm. that, um, that apply to most cultures. And so, um, yeah, all those things go into my work. So that's my art. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also um, am an artist coach. So um, I have been out of school for, I think, eight years now, um, and, and it has been, it has been a journey about just finding my way to um, become an artist, emerge as a professional artist, and, um, wow. and make a living, support myself through my art, and I, I feel really comfortable that I'm doing that right now, but it's been such a, such a journey and I really had to figure it out. I had to work with business coaches, um, life coaches, you know, and really figure out as a creative how to sustain this lifestyle that I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. And um, and so through that experience, I I really wanted to help other artists when I felt like I was comfortable enough to think about like other artists and not just survival. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, I, I feel like I can... I can help people, help other artists who were, who were in exactly the same position as I was when I graduated art school. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do next. I guess I'll just get a day job and really just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I created this course. It's called the Luminary Artist Academy, and it's specifically for female contemporary realist painters, mm -hmm. um, although other kinds of painters also take it. Um, but I just write from my perspective and the course is created kind of for that niche. Um, but any kind of artist it's, it would be valuable for. And it's a six month course. It includes coaching with me and, um, and it's for transforming and elevating your art career from the inside out. So, um, so I do that. So uh -huh. that's my second thing. <laughs> and then my third thing is um, I, I have a gallery. It's called Era Contemporary and it's, um, 
it was kind of the brainchild of wanting to exhibit with my amazingly talented friends from art school that mm -hmm. I knew. And so I created this entity where we would do pop-up shows throughout mm -hmm. the area. Um, so we've done a lot in Pennsylvania and then uh, we've done one in New York City pre-pandemic that was like really amazing, very <laughs> successful. And um, <clears throat> we're actually working on one now that um, we're partnering with NASA and um oh, yeah, yeah it's really amazing so it's called legends of the moon and anyone can submit to it mm -hmm. and the people who are accepted um the artists who are accepted um into this exhibition their art will be digitally cataloged and sent to the moon on a time capsule through something called the lunar codex um which is a like an arts and culture project through nasa yeah. um somebody that i'm connected with i have um i have a connection there so so we're doing that. It's going to be a physical exhibition here um, in the fall. Um, and then the digital uh, copies will be sent to the moon. So um, so that's basically all the things I'm working on right now. I love it. And oh my gosh, as you were talking, and so many questions came up when you were talking about <laughs> classically trained painting. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've never thought of painting as having the like classically trained. I think of that in terms of like theater and dance and music. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so it makes total sense that there is that genre in painting as well. Yeah. 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 And then when you were talking about, you know, how to sustain a career mm -hmm. as an artist, you're speaking my language. Having gone to theater school, I do very similar work with actors and performers and non-performers around sustaining creativity. But that experience of how to take all the things you just learned and the craft and make a career that's sustainable from right. it. Yeah. Right. And then so mm -hmm. many cool things with your gallery and the pop-up shows and oh, sounds amazing, but Thank what were you, you going to say? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, um, yeah, with sustaining creativity, you just have to, you, you got to figure it out because no one's going to figure it out for you. It's not like you so have, true. um, like an HR department or something <laughs> right. figured out for you. You, you just have to, um, you have to figure out what works for you and how to keep a schedule that you're going to be able to do like consistently yeah. and, and really in a way that will help you to keep the faith and keep that joy and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. A hundred million percent agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you think about creativity, what does it mean to you to be creative? You know, I was thinking about this and I have a really precise definition actually. Great. Um, yeah. So when I think of creativity, I define creativity as finding a new solution out of existing elements, Ooh. like combining them to find a new solution out of already existing elements mm -hmm. or imagining a new future whether that be a project, a painting, or a life path, mm -hmm. and making decisions that bring that imagination into reality. Huh. Yeah. So great. That's Thanks. amazing. When you, <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, the imagination and all those pieces, um, that definition, do you feel that, or I guess, how does that show up in your own life? Mm. Um, yeah, the imagination Oh my gosh. It's such a big part of my life. I've actually like, um, I, I, I like truly make time for it. I mean, you have to right? as a creative, yeah. but especially as a visual creative, 
Mm -hmm. well, any creative, but um, I, I really make time to try to generate new images in my mind. Mm -hmm. So um, over the years, I've noticed when I start to get ideas Mm -hmm. and um, it tends to be times when my mind is kind of like a little bit offline. So when I'm not doing analytical thinking mm-hmm. about like, um, this has got to go there in a piece and, um, or not like doing emails to somebody or thinking about what shows I'm going to apply to. It's usually times when I'm like totally absorbed in, a, in an activity. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six month self-paced transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach. And I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows press celebrating your work and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Like, um, like running Mm, or even like taking a bath, taking a shower, (laughs) going swimming. Um, also meditation. I get a lot of ideas while meditating. Mm -hmm. It'll just like come up and like arise into my brain, like as fully formed images. And, um, I always just make sure to keep a sketchbook around so that I'm able to, um, mm-hmm. jot those down because they are fleeting and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, I'll forget them if I don't write them down. I get a lot of ideas from my dreams too. So um, sometimes I'll wake up with like a really interesting visual and, um, and I'll, I'll write that down. So that's how, that's how I try to harness that imagination mm-hmm. into, um, into something that I can really progress with in my art. Nice. 
when you talk about meditation or mindfulness, was that something that they talked about in art school or is this something kind of after art school you brought into your own artist life? That is such a good question. And it definitely, I've just discovered it the last couple of years actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't do any of that in art school. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I started meditation just for like anxiety, Mm -hmm. but um, then I realized that it was having such a positive effect on my own visualizations and ideas as an artist. And so now I do meditation in general, but then I'll do like separate meditations for like um, generating creative ideas Um, with like, I'll sit down with like a 10 minute meditation intention of like visual creativity and just see what images come up. Sometimes I'll use music. Um, and sometimes I'll just have silence, but um, it, it, it's really interesting. And yeah, definitely something that I've just discovered in the last couple of years. I love it. And I mean, so important to have that type of freedom and play and yeah. ability to generate ideas or images. And, and mm-hmm. I love the, the, just the opportunity to really set that intention within your creative practice and have it really be a practice that it it is something that you continue to come back to. I'm Mm -hmm. making assumptions about this and my own (laughs) mindfulness and meditation practice, but Yeah. yeah, being able to have those moments where you're setting that intention of generating new ideas or new Mm -hmm. images. And do you think it would have been helpful in art school to do it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Um, I think I was a bit like, I was so externally focused in art school. And I think, Mm. I think this happens to a lot of artists. Like you get focused on like the performance and the end game aspects of it. Like Mm -hmm. I could imagine for you, like, um, you know, performing a show or like getting an award or something like that. And for artists, it's similar, like having a big solo show being written about by like some amazing art critics and like getting all this acclaim. And I feel like I was really externally focused then. Mm -hmm. And um, it took me a while to realize that those external things, while they're great and they do help your career, they're actually just markers for, um, for an internal state. So you can experience feeling proud about your work without anybody else telling you that you're proud about, you know, that, that, that your work is worthy. So you have to like, you can experience all those emotions, Mm -hmm. um, without having other people tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, such a great reminder for Mm -hmm. anyone, whether they're an artist or not, that you can have tiny celebrations that are just for you that yes. it's your moment of celebrate celebratoriness mm-hmm. that Absolutely. doesn't require or need anyone else. And they're just as important and maybe more important. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that like, if you don't have that practice, then you're at the mercy of the world and um, the world can be fickle, but you, you know, if you're always there for yourself as a creative, then I think that your work and your art career will stand the test of time. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so important. Uh, Oftentimes 
people find themselves looking outside of themselves for inspiration or, you know, scrolling through social media and how do we, you know, bring it back to that internal space to what really fuels us and brings us joy and happiness. Yeah. Well, I imagine it's not all sunshine and ponies and (laughs) unicorns and rainbows um, that you probably come up against some challenges and the various aspects of who you are as an artist, as a coach, as a gallery owner. What are some of the challenges that you come up against and then how do you face them? Hmm, That's a really great question as well. Um, I can think of two challenges. So the first one is time and the second one is money. Um, (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so time is always, I I feel like I, you know, we always want more time and especially as creatives, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have so many ideas that, um, I don't know if I can like execute them all, um, (laughs) you know, at least not to the ability that I want to, Mm -hmm. because everything takes time. Um, So time for me is a challenge. And I have tackled that challenge by really getting intentional with my um, schedule. Mm. And, um, you know, just so I use Google calendars. um, And I used to use a paper calendar. I love paper calendars, but I was like erasing it so many times that I switched to a digital just um, so that I could understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I use a calendar and I check it every single day. And, um, you know, I schedule out everything that's happening in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. months in advance so that I know exactly what I'm doing. And then as a creative, you don't have anybody breathing down your neck or like giving you checklists. So you have to create those for yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, one day being like a painting day, one day being like outreach to galleries and um, collectors day, one day mm-hmm. being, um, you know, gathering art supplies and preparing them for like your next um, mm-hmm. painting, stuff like that. So you have to you have to be a little bit more organized in order to harness your time. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've really learned, especially over the last two years, I would say Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten better at it. Um, And then money. So money is the other challenge because in a perfect world, creatives would just have an unlimited, unlimited funds just because people just, you know, just want to support us. And we would have like um, tons of patrons all the time, but the reality is, especially starting out, a lot of artists don't have that. Yeah. And so, um, so for me, building that up was, um, I was, I was very intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I learned from other people in the industry who knew what they were doing and I could see their success. Mm -hmm. So for me, building like a list of people who are interested in my work, I was very intentional about, building that and then also keeping relationships with collectors Mm -hmm. so they come back for more and and it becomes like a lifetime relationship like I have I have um I have two collectors a married couple and they've bought over 30 of my pieces wow you know they have a couple houses and so they (laughs) that they have like the wall space you know and um but if I hadn't made the intention to like get their email the first time I met them at a random art show mm-hmm. and none of that would have happened, you right. know? So, um, so yeah, that's what I, um, help teach artists to do in my academy. Yes. 
is really to harness both of those things. Mm -hmm. Time and money for so many reasons, (laughs) whether you're creative. And I think artists get a bad rap about the time piece, because I think there's this preconceived notion that, oh, artists are so, you just paint whenever you have all of that. Like when the creative bug bites you, you go. But to hear that there's so much more structure in it than I think the general population Mm -hmm. understands or even could imagine Mm -hmm. that it, it is there's so much intention that goes into it in yeah. how you explain yeah, definitely. that. I mean, it is, so it, it is different. Like when I think about like when I painted in high school or even college, just like it was just so free flowing and fun and it's mm-hmm. still free flowing and fun. And it feels like such an escape still, yeah. but before I do that and um, kind of like the rituals and the um, preparation that goes into every piece is mm-hmm. different now because I have a business, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I have to be mindful of my time and be mindful that I want to leave room for other things like going out to eat and meeting friends and having a life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I am so curious, this, this balance between being creative and or the balance when your creativity is a career. Mm-hmm. And how that, how you keep that creative spark alive mm. when it's also your career? That's a great question. Um, you know, I've found within myself that um, I, I, I can get really, I get really creative when, um, when my to-do list is done. Uh, So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like you have to like, make sure everything is okay. And then you can just like let loose. So, Mm -hmm. um, so creativity, you know, for me, I think of like painting, like in the studio for hours. And for me, that happens when, um, you know, after the morning, when I've like emailed back people who are inquiring. It's like you do the hard stuff first and then you have this beautiful time where you can um, let loose. And I'm able to enjoy that because I know that I'm not leaving any loose ends. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Cleaning up your room before you go to bed. I don't know, maybe, (laughs) yeah, maybe maybe I'm weird like that, but yeah. (laughs) I get it, I get it, but yeah again, coming back to that intention that there are these choices and there are things that need to happen in some order to make sure that everything that, you know, the business side of things is also being attended to as much as the creative painting side is as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. When you, you, um, I imagine working with other artists and painters there are times where you come across someone who feels like they're not creative or they've lost their creativity. How do you, or how would you encourage someone to find creativity in their life? Mm. Um, I, I think that everyone is creative. Like even the people who say, that they're not creative or people who are in jobs like an accountant or something. Mm-hmm. I, I find like after getting to know them and finding out more about their lives, there's always some part of it that's like a creative outlet. So I think it's a 
natural human thing. Like, um, absolutely. And it's been going on for millennia. I mean, think of like the cave drawings, Mm -hmm. um, like it's, it's, it's natural, like it's within us. So I think that first of all, acknowledging that every human is creative and that doesn't have to be expressed by drawing. You don't have to be Michelangelo. Um, it can be so many different things. It can be, um, gardening or, um, you know, design or theater or writing or so many different things. There are so many different subgenres. So um, I would say I I would encourage creativity by really leaning into it and not being afraid of it, not being afraid to be a beginner um, and make a little time every day to be creative. I recommend putting on some music Mm -hmm. and discover what you love to create. And if you're already an artist and you're already creating, then make the commitment to make time to honor your creative practice as something that's really important because the world needs what you have to show them. Mm, Such great reminders. I'm struck by, you know, you reminding people it's okay to be a beginner. And I'm curious in your own life, are there any creative endeavors that you are a beginner at? that you're just yeah. starting. <laughs> yes, um I have a secondary passion. I like acting actually. Oh. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um I've been taking acting classes like on and off for years mm-hmm. and I find that um I think it's a really exciting and interesting um thing and it really gets me out of myself. Yeah. And I I wouldn't call myself a great actor, but I think it's a really interesting thing. And um and it just gives me joy and pleasure. And um, I just like being a tiny part of that world right now. So, um, you know, I, I, I like write my own scripts sometimes and I, I perform them like in class, but I haven't done anything, um, like been in anything like a play or a film or anything in a while. Well, first of all, cause of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. um but that's, that's something that I feel like I'm more of a beginner in, mm-hmm. but I like that challenge. I like that edge. And um, yeah. I, I like being a beginner in some things. It, it makes you realize you're, you're still like, you can still learn, you know? Yeah. Nice. I love it. I mean, just the curiosity and so much creativity and that it's okay to be a beginner in things and it can yeah. still be fun and joyful and not the end of the world. If you're a beginner, like I, I think we don't celebrate being a beginner enough or being the amateur. You don't mm. always have to be the professional. It's okay it's so to be true. an amateur. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. this has been such a fun chat. I just have one last question. Sure. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Uh, it feels like release. It mm. feels like um, this is going to sound weird, but I feel beautiful when I create. Mm, I'm um, not weird at all. I love it. I mean, it's your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel, I feel, um, elevated. I feel like, like I am transcending the physical aspect of life and going to another plane. And mm. it's, it's kind of like a ethereal experience to me. Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. That's amazing. <laughs> and it makes me want to like, like 
flex that painting space and yeah, like feel that, that yes. ethereal space. Why not? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, if people want to learn more about your art, the, your coaching program, things that you do, how could they go about doing that? Sure. You can find me at, I have, so I have three websites. Um, one is jessicalibor.com. So that's just, um, my artwork. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the visionary artists salon, all one word, the visionary artist salon and, um, dot com. And that is my courses and coaching. So I have like art courses as well as like coaching courses. Mm -hmm. And then, um, ericcontemporary.com is the gallery. If, if you have artists out there who want to submit to the show, the moon show, um, <laughs> Yeah. So you can check, check me out on all those spaces. I'm also on um, Instagram. If you look up Jessica Libor, you'll find, you'll find me. That's my main one. And I have links to everything there as well. Perfect. And I will put all of that in show notes. So it's very easy to access all of your work. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Ah, me too. It was such a pleasure. And um, I look forward to staying in touch. Yeah, me too. listening to the sustaining creativity podcast we'd love to keep in touch so follow us on facebook and instagram we are at sustaining creativity make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts tag your friends and family so they can listen too we love to hear from you so leave your reviews comments and questions check out our website sustainingcreativity.com for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching tune in tuesdays for our next episode and remember with creativity, anything's possible. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.